Welcome back to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason St. Clair. All right. Russia is claiming Donbass genocide by Ukrainian forces. Despite Russia's claim of withdrawal from Ukraine border, Western allies are putting no change in military status. Allied defense ministers meet to discuss the threats. Western media outlets have not reported any changes in Russian military deployment on Ukraine, despite multiple announcements and videos of withdrawal forces and the end of exercises. NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltberg said in a regular meeting of defense ministers in Brussels that his organization had the ability to prove through satellite images that Russia had not withdrawn its forces to Ukraine. So what are we seeing is that they've increased the number of their troops and more forces are on the way. If they really start to retreat, that's something to be grateful for and we welcome this, but they've always moved forces back and forth. French Foreign Minister Jean-Yves Le Drain stated that the size of Russian force support had not changed and at the end of the conference, Allied Defense Ministers the military instructed its commanders to prepare for the possibility of sending additional forces to the southeastern Europe, including air forces, sea militia, in response to Russia's presence at the Ukrainian border. However, she said that these are preventive measures. Meanwhile, Russia's investigative committee claims that mass graves of hundreds of Russian-speaking civilians have been found in Donbass region, and the Russian government is accusing Ukraine of genocide. The Russian news agency RIA reported that Ukrainian forces were first to open fire when representatives of the People's Republic of Lunhusk, probably pronounced that route, a group of rebels allegedly supported by Russians claimed that the Ukrainian army opened fire on them and used machine guns and grenades against them. Ukraine's military forces have grossly violated ceasefire using military weapons. Earlier, Russia announced that the end of exercises conducted by its troops in the Crimea Peninsula released a video showing a column of tanks and other military vehicles leading the region as practicing maneuvers. Yeah, I wouldn't believe either one of them. Either one of those sides, I wouldn't believe a word of it said. Okay. Iraq is strengthening its grip on India oil market with its highest volumes in 29 months. India rip imports of oil from Iraq surged in January to, uh, to a 29th month high of 1.3 million barrels per day making up nearly a third of the supplies of Asia's third largest economy. Data from shipping and industry sources show. Uh, Iraq's importance as a key supplier is set to grow this year as at least two Indian refiners have increased their annual oil import deals with the second biggest OPEC producer. India's imported 4.6 million barrels of oil in January, a decline of about 1% from previous month, and about 3% from the year earlier. From April 2020 through January 2022, the first 10 months of the fiscal year, India's third biggest oil importer consumer shipped 4.2 million barrels of oil, up 6.5% from a year ago, as refiners raise runs to meet rising fuel demand. All right, this is out of Afghanistan. Delete the video. How Afghan journalists respond when the Taliban calls. There's nothing subtle about it. Earlier this year, Ali, a 27-year-old journalist in Afghanistan's Bayamon province, received a phone call from a top Taliban official. He told me to send my stories before they were published. Ali, who works for an online news outlet, told Grid he was clear. They weren't allowed to criticize the Taliban. If we do, we don't know what could happen. There could be torture or even worse. It's all very different now. Now, meaning a six-month period since President Joe Biden pulled U.S. troops out of the country. A withdrawal that led to the collapse of the government and return to the Taliban rule. The upheaval also put risk gains made over the previous 20 years, including the country's vast, increasingly vibrant media sector. 
When the U.S. drove the Taliban from power in late 2020, uh, 2001, there were no free and independent media outlets in Afghanistan. Drones did not exist. Two decades later, the U.S.-backed government fell. The country boasted more than 130 television outlets, radio stations, and numbered close to 300. And print and online publications, nearly 200. Wow. Uh, Today, the numbers dwindled to 81 TV outlets, 63 print online and online publications, and the number of radio stations that almost have. I mean, that's going to happen. Sad. All right. New Zealand won't engage in Myanmar. Myanmar. Is it Myanmar? I keep on pronouncing that wrong. Sorry, Myanmar. Largest free trade bloc. Uh, New England said Thursday will not deal with Myanmar under if nation 15 trade agreement the world's trade uh, the world's largest that took effect this year citing the deadly violence and democratic setbacks in the southeast asian country after the military seized power last year two asian diplomats told associated press that new zealand notified the other members of the regional comprehensive economic partnership which includes china but not united states that would not recognize myanmar's instrument of ramification and the key document binding country to the free trade pact because it opposes military led government it's not immediately clear if new zealand's action would lead to myanmar's exclusion from rcep Myanmar's army rusted power from Aung san suki elected government february 1st last year takeover that sparked widespread street protests and civil disobedience about 1500 civilians have been killed by security forces according to the assistance associate for political prisoners suki 76 remains in detention while others ousted officials and faces a raft of charges that human groups say are baseless yep. All right, finish off with this one. CBI says it's negotiating with South Korea to release its frozen funds. CBI Public Relations Director General Mustafa Kumari Vafa said that Iran and South Korea hold negotiations sold to release $7 billion to Iranian funds blocked by South Korean banks. The funds have been frozen since four years ago under the pretext of limitations imposed by U.S. sanctions, according to Kumari Vafa. Iran has also emphasized the necessity of removing legal limitations over its funds. Meanwhile, South Korea media have published reports suggesting that Seoul was planning to resume oil trade with Iran after a three-year halt. Well, that'd be a good trade. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Indiscriminate News Network. I'm your host, Jason Declare. Take care. Bye.